Hello to you and welcome to the Exploratory Testing Podcast. Exploratory testing is a style of skilled multidisciplinary testing. It centers learning and our applications serve as external imagination in figuring out all the great things testing. Here I am, your host Marit, broadcasting perspectives, collecting ideas and stories to share. Be sure to share this podcast. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, my name is Marit Pyhäjärvi, and this podcast is my space to share ideas, experiences and stories of exploratory testing. Welcome to episode 2 of the Exploratory Testing Podcast. Recently, I've been thinking about the answer keys to testing an application. Just think of it. What if we knew all the bugs we are supposed to find in advance? The idea feels a little silly, as the whole premise of testing is that we are looking to know ways the software fails that we didn't anticipate quite as such. If we did anticipate the failures, we would address those in the first place while making our changes to the software. So while an answer key doesn't exist for real, it sort of exists in our minds with the versatile ideas of all the things we should be trying out within all the different kinds of testing boxes we use to split our testing work. In the last months, I have put significant effort into teaching exploratory testing. My personal preferred way of teaching is to test together with whomever I am teaching. Different applications test targets allow me to teach different lessons. Building a new testing exercise is exploratory testing in itself. I might first give myself a little time alone with the application, seeing where that leads me. Then I invite people to pair with me on the application and I see how a loan focus from someone else changes what I end up doing with the application. I pair with multiple people, usually multiple sessions per person, and come to a place where I think I am feeling comfortable with the application, including having that answer key to all the problems we have found in the sessions. After that, I move to teaching in an ensemble, a group of people. Every new session that I do with the test target, it's bringing out new insights to add to my answer key to what secrets the software is holding. Some of my test targets I've now tested with hundreds of people. In addition to building the answer key to the bugs the test target holds, I have also built ideas and theories of how I would approach the testing to optimize it under the constraints of being realistic about the fact that the answer key doesn't exist and instead we need other ways of triggering ideas to find all the relevant problems while avoiding wasting time on problems we would not consider relevant. If there is one thing that I have learned watching thousands of people test 
since I started pair and ensemble testing, it is that people overemphasize problems and underemphasize relevant problems. With just this one application, I used to create my exploratory testing foundation scores for the exploratory testing academy site. People already fall into three major uh, traps. Traps are things that completely hijack people's attention, our attention, and that can then prevent us from optimizing the value of the testing we are supposed to do. Bug trap is the one that I see a lot of testers falling into. With a very little application, depending on where you start, if you find a bug early uh, with just one tiny piece of functionality, you may still find yourself investigating that bug and looking for others just like it. While this bug may be important, or while bugs in that category may be important, these bugs are still also time-consuming and they might be blocking our progress on coverage on something even more important. They may, and often in my experience, do completely throw us off from a balanced testing of different or even the most important functionalities. Another trap that I watch people falling into a lot is what I call test cases trap. Given a specification, instead of testing, we allocate our time to first learn everything we can through reading the specifications and collecting ideas of what we would test if we ever got to it. The test target that I use for exploratory testing foundations definitely does that. It gives us a completely new domain and people digging into the understanding of that domain and creating lists that they could test if they got to testing uh, get lost in making the lists rather than doing the testing. I see this same thing happening in scale at work where given a longer list of requirements and a request to focus your testing so that you would find bugs early to give the developers a good chance of fixing things within the available schedule, I find that getting to the discipline of picking one of the requirements, one of those that you haven't yet tested, and testing that for problems instead of reading through the whole list of requirements, it might be something that is really hard to do and marking the ones you think you don't need to cover anymore because they've already been done, it's a more tempting choice. The third one is the algorithm trap. And it's one that I find that particularly people who approach the application with test automation experience or test automation as a tool to document testing while we are exploring it, fall into. At time when they don't really even know what the application does, they notice something where there's rules and we could create a generalized way of assessing right and wrong behavior in the application. 
and kind of completely throw ourselves into solving that intellectual puzzle of creating the algorithm. They try and implement a reusable uh, rule-based verification, and it really sucks them into that activity, whereas then they are not completing testing or even implement the algorithm a little prematurely documenting into it wrong assumptions about the behavior of the application. So coming back from the traps that might take our our focus to the answer key. We don't know what the time-consuming traps we end up falling to are, but we can have mechanisms that help us notice we are in a trap and then dig ourselves out when we do notice it. And being time aware is definitely one of those mechanisms. Back when I was doing consulting, I had this manager who taught me that there's basically two kinds of work in the world. There are things that time takes care of, you know, as time passes, they are being taken care of whether you did them or not. And if we don't do them, they no longer need doing. And then there are things that it's now time to take care of, and we should do them next. Testing is the kind of work that doesn't truly end anywhere. There's always more things we could check and cover. And we choose what things we take care of, and we choose what we let time to take care of from that complete list. Important bugs early, if we find them early on, they get fixed. Important bugs later, they get deprioritized whenever it's possible in the project and the organization. And this is why we need to optimize the value of our work by being time aware. For some of my sessions to test the very same target, I started off with a constraint of confirming issues customers reported and the fullest version of the concise answer key I had at hand at that point. Watching the group, seeing how much easier it was for people to figure out what the application did, but also completely see the material given to them, hijack all of their attention, was kind of fascinating. It's also a great reminder that while we could start anywhere with our exploratory testing, any constraint that makes a nice start, we can probably still give more time for our test targets with other constraints giving them the chance of revealing more sides than what we see with a single constraint. If we don't accept that our collective job in doing testing is to know and obviously share with others the things that no one told us. Software is holding secrets from us that must be revealed, and that's why we are testing. There will not be a full list of requirements. There will not be a full list of use and misuse cases. 
there will not be a full list of suspected bugs. The lists come about when we spend time with the software and we give it a chance to reveal its secrets. I wish you enjoyable exploratory testing and hope to have you back for the next episode on whatever inspired me to share then. <laughs>